Warning, what follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Hey, welcome to We're in Fear, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, expand your world. Have you thought about creatures? I have. Ever in your life? Yeah. Different kinds, different sorts, once or twice? Uh, yeah, all of the above. Like, do you, you know, do you sometimes wonder why certain creatures look like they do? Like they duel? God, I wish that's what I was talking about, dueling creatures. <laughs> like they do. Like, they, you look at them like, why does he look like that? Oh, yeah. Like, what's, what's that about? You know, mythical creatures. Mm-hmm. Creatures from different cultures. Well, disclaimer. I'm going to say words I don't know how to pronounce in this episode. As you do. Because I went to, as I do, because I went to Google them to pronounce them the correct way. It's a good sign when there's really no YouTube to show me how to pronounce these things. I'm like, all right. I mean, I've never done that. So I just. Oh, I try. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I try. I'm like, how do I, how do I say that? Yeah, I just wing it right. every time. And if anything I talk about, someone is an expert on. Again, the rule of cool does reign supreme on Weird and Feared. Yeah. So if it's a cool concept, I'd like to bring it to your attention. Mm-hmm. But if there are perhaps better ways to address certain topics, please let me know because I am a learner of life. Yeah. Nick was hurt by some recent backlash. I <laughs> backlash. <laughs> All I I would just like this. I just like to be educated on things. That's true. We both do. We really we do. both appreciate it. All right. Or just we like to learn. We do. Again. Learners of life. But we are not experts. So 100%. But I do feel everything we talk about, I like, because if, even if it's just a concept, I would like to present it to you and anyone listening to this podcast. Like, have you thought about this before? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. That's something to have in your head as opposed to not talking about it. Yep. All right. Anyways, with that being said, you're going to, I'm going to take you on a journey. Well, you like you will literally be going on a little adventure. Good. Okay. Anything that you feel like reacting to, of course, just go right ahead. Because at this point, it is a cold, arctic night when the feeling of being watched washes over your psyche. You can't shake it. But whenever you look towards the area where you suspect your unwanted voyeur is gazing upon you, nothing is there. Okay. Or is there? Hmm. Hmm. Start to ponder. You become even more unsettled as you realize you do, in fact, see something. What is it? A shadow? Hmm. Maybe. But you can't decipher what is casting it. You look over and you see this image, but where is it? The moon is bright tonight, which could be generating all sorts of crazy shadows from the nearby trees. Again, covered in snow. It is the Arctic. Mm-hmm. There's different things going on. It's very cold. But yeah, from the nearby trees. That, you know, that, I mean, if it was in fact coming from those trees, 
That would be comforting. But this shadow is not coming from those trees. It's not a crazy shadow. No. Bouncing around from the moonlight. No weird light reflecting? No. And it's not just scattered images, scattered patterns. Oh, no. It's It's very defined. It is in the shape of a man. Okay. You hear laughter, which isn't great. Nope. Don't like that. Perhaps you fear you're about to be tickled. Oh, no. But you're not. Good. You don't think anything wants to tickle you, which is good. That's how I like to exist at all times. <laughs> Nothing wants to tickle me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being going to be tickled. Uh-huh. But, you know, facts are facts, and there is a humanoid shadow being cast by nothing. So still, not great. No, that's not great. Not I'm not going to be tickled. Not the plus sides of things, right? Yeah, plus side, no tickling. Downside, still a shadow. You don't know what's casting it. Yep. Looks like a person. Or something resembling a person. Mm-hmm. The shadow moves closer. And you can hear its feet crunching the snow as it does. The crunches get louder and louder. I mean, you could run. How do you feel about that? You think it's a good idea? Probably not. Yeah, probably should stay put. Yeah. Maybe, you know, throw some, like, you know, you know you're not scared. Don't put fear out there, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe yell it just in case. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm not scared of you. Yeah, hey. I'm not scared. Yeah, it's like, again, yeah, protesting too much. <laughs> well, I'm not scared. Who said you were? What? I didn't <laughs> ask if you were. <laughs> well, I'm not. Yeah. In case you're wondering, shadow that has just been cast by nothing, I ain't terrified of anything. Don't scare me. Yeah, no way. So, yeah, I mean, you could run, but you have a hard time believing, you know, this is even happening. Like, what is going on here? As it gets closer, I've decided you have this. You grip your walking stick with both hands. Yeah, I do. And instinctively swing at something you know isn't there. Get, Get some. Yeah. So you swing in a shadow. What do you think happens there? I smack it. Yeah. Are yeah. you surprised by that? I said you're astonished, but maybe you're not. Maybe you expected to make contact with this shadow. No, I didn't. Okay, so, <laughs> oh, shoot. You hit the shadow, and the shadow stumbles back. Mm. It groans. It I ain't fe- scared. It fell over, stands upright, and then whispers to you that it means you no harm. Well, quick trying to get close to me, man. I'm you're, smack you again. Yeah, your grip tightens on the walking stick as you listen. Mm-hmm. And then it asks you, hey, do you want to come with me? No. Do you want to journey to my realm? I don't think so. Well, he like maybe he gives you, what would entice you to come along with him? If uh, something does, what would entice you? I don't know. Would it be? <laughs> yeah, because, nah, it's okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, perhaps you had a few drunk few drunks yeah somebody has perhaps you've had a few drinks yep you're young ambitious i mean you're out here in the arctic looking for some adventure so perhaps in this scenario i mean the arctic isn't that adventure enough i know evidently you decided to go on a journey with this creature okay that's fine you sign up for you like all right well yeah let's do it screw it yeah let's go yeah you say yes so it grabs her arm and pulls you into its realm don't tickle me no tickles are on the menu tonight. Okay. I eye him suspiciously. Yeah. Do you do any preemptive tickling? No. Do you tickle him first? No, like, no that's asking you, for you it. You don't want to put that up because yeah. how do you respond? Yeah. I think he responds by tickling you. 
if anyone is just tuning into this episode, they have no idea why we keep focusing on tickles. No. <laughs> they have no idea. Go back and listen to the episode about the Mahaha, the tickler. Yeah. He was one of Zach's favorite creatures. It's the last time I was in the Arctic and <laughs> role-playing. In real life, not even in feared. You just were in the Arctic playing. Right. Being tickled. Yes. And after it pulls you in, you know, you realize it lives in a mirror universe of your own. And then, within this realm, you are finally able to see it. This is one inter- interpretation. Clothed in attire traditional to the area. You stare at its blank, featureless face and glowing white eyes. A point of order here. This was found in, I'm getting to a thing, but this was found in one description because you couldn't see it. It's a shadow. Mm-hmm. But in its realm, you can see it. And one account said that it has a blank, featureless face with glowing white eyes. So I chucked it in here. So, hey, you know, Again, here you're playing a character, but, I mean, you had the right idea. You, you didn't like any of this. You don't want to be here. No. Why'd you do that? So quickly, you have a change of heart. You see the gateway to your realm closing fast, so you dive back through. Your new friend tries to hinder your escape and lunges at you. That's what friends do. Smack his hand out of the way. Ah, well, you decided, again, with your, touching. With, your quick, with your quick reflexes, um, you know, your quick reflexes do not fail, and you turn violently. Raising your walking stick in self-preservation. Chalet. As you fall backwards through the portal, returning to your reality, this entity is skewered through its heart. With my walking stick? Yeah, I mean, it's jumping on you, so like it's holding up, oh, so like the weight okay. is coming down. Right. You kick its lifeless husk off your body. I don't know, do you chuckle here? Or are you just terrified this happened? How do you feel about this? Uh, am I falling still? How no, do you, you fall back into reality? Well, <laughs> like, you, you, <laughs> It's a, it's a fair, honest question. The portal is open, and I, you know, he pulls you in. I just, I'm just saying, there's a portal for. It's just a quick, like little two foot yeah, fall, like, a, like boom. Oh, you basically just like fall backwards, right? Yeah. And then like, because it's a mirror universe, so you're just falling on your back. No, I'm probably just shocked that this happened. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. That feels right to me. So you kick off its lifeless body. It's dead. Yeah. You killed it, and in death, you see its true form, a half man. Half caribou creature bleeding out in the cold snow. Oh. Got two words for you. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> then somewhere off in the Arctic there's an explosion behind yeah. you. You just hold your stick up. Did you say half caribou? Yeah. It's a half man. It's a humanoid caribou entity. Okay. With a caribou face. It's like a I don't like creature. that. I don't like that at all. Big horns. Antlers. Antlers. Things. <laughs> <laughs> I made the antler gesture, but I said horns. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is my best pronunciation. You have just killed a Teriaksuk. T A R I A K S U Q. Sound like it's. Seems pretty close. Yeah. Teriaksuk. React, yeah, you know, that'll yeah. work um, for this. But again, I'd be happy to be corrected. Yeah. Now, most sources I found describe the Teriaksuk as the half man, half caribou beast. But again, I mentioned earlier, I did find one describing him as a human, you know, with glowing white eyes, well, in their own plane of existence. Because, so I mean, so I incorporate that as well. 
um, hmm. just to throw it into the story, mm-hmm. because that wasn't in our realm. But, but what holds true is that these beasts cannot be seen, truly seen, outside of their shadows or in our peripherals in the mortal world unless they are dead. Again, it just exists outside of your peripheral, just outside of reality, perhaps out of phase with this dimension. You just see it in the corner of your eye, and you're like, Yeah, and then you look over. So maybe. Is that a half caribou, half man? And then you see nothing there, and then you're like, I'm going insane. Yeah. Or unless it gets murdered, because you can't attack its shadow, because it is there. You just can't see it. And then if Hmm. it dies, then whatever entity, whatever forces were. Then you see it. Then it's there. Correct. They are shadow people. But simultaneously hulking anthropomorphic caribou monsters. Which is terrifying. Yeah, that's something else. Right? It also makes me think of a different creature, though. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you're thinking of different, different interpretations of a certain yep. beast, huh? Mm-hmm. Weird. Interesting. Should I? Maybe I should just say it since we seem to be on the same page. Yeah, we're for our listeners. Yeah, uh, you can say it. It yeah. seems like you're describing uh, certain depictions of a Wendigo. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah. Huh. Why am I doing that? I don't know. I don't know. Because they're scary. They are scary. <laughs> they are very scary. Uh huh. But the Teriaksuk. But are they monsters? Because they're said to be just as capable as any human. Being fully sentient beings with homes, families, tools, with each one living their own individual lives. You know, so they say some are good. Some are bad. Some could kidnap children by luring them away from their families. That would qualify as bad. I mean, anybody can do that if they really want to, though. <laughs> True. It's, it's you're within your possible. Yeah, you're a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're bad. Yeah, you're bad. It's a very specific bad thing to do. Yeah. But it is bad. Yeah, if you had to pick one thing, how do I become a bad guy real bad or real quick? Yeah. I'll lure a children children away and yeah. take them. Yeah, I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. That's what a bad guy does. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bad. Yeah, that's a bad guy. Yeah. But again, so their personalities, like you said, anyone in theory could do something that is that bad. You would just be a bad guy. So again, their personalities seem to be as broad as the human persuasion. Teriyaksuk, if that's how it's pronounced. Back to our little narrative journey. Okay. Well, you spent a brief moment in the row between worlds. Something else spotted you. Well. Yeah. So that seems all right, yeah? That's a shame. Yeah, it's, that's a real drag. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real bummer, guys. Yep. That's a real bummer. Oh. What's also a bummer is that it's taken quite the interest in you. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> anything that's lurking in between worlds and stalking people... It's probably not going to go well. No, you may not want. You might not want to talk to that, or you, it, you just don't want that to be a thing that happens in your life. Right. Yeah, Extra dimensional beings. Yeah, I mean, that, how much good could really come from that? Not a lot. No, I don't no. think. No. Anyways, you've you've killed that creature. You head back to your camp. I mean, you got quite a quite a story you want to tell. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, you just killed the caribou monster, man. But yeah, you head back to your camp. There's probably other people there. You went off for a little walk for just things to do. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. 
but you start getting that feeling that you're being watched again. Now, you had mapped your way back to camp pretty thoroughly. Now, I have, I put a, a method in here for how you may track your way back to camp. Um, but how would you, if you were going like, you know, because you do these things, like if you're going to a place that's like, you're very unfamiliar and you fear you might get lost, do you like mark anything or keep track of, how do you keep track of where you've been? I just look for landmarks, really. <laughs> yeah. Would you, um, so if it's, uh, if it's Unless just like, you're going down a path and you mark things. Yeah, if it's just like foliage or just, you know, or just, you know, open wilderness, I guess you'd just look for just different aspects of different things, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, you know, we'll go with that. You keep track of, you know, where you've, you've done a good job of laying out the land mm-hmm. to know what you've been through. You've done this before. You've walked in places before. I have. You're, you know, a veteran hiker and explorer and type things. So you know what you're doing. You're in the Arctic, but you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You start to see the same landmarks over and over again. Good. You're doing laps. Oh, not good. Because you, th- you keep you keep going one way, and then you realize the way you were going is actually where you've already been, which is confusing because again, you've done this before. Doing circles. Yeah, you know you haven't been walking in circles yet. Everything you're seeing proves the contrary. You're. Your eyes are proving you wrong. But you're like, I didn't, this isn't what we're doing. You're disoriented, to say the least. Okay. Certain mountains lit by the moonlight have appeared bigger and smaller at angles perhaps they shouldn't be. Perspectives are out of alignment. Things are weird. A raven flies just over your head. This causes you to jump a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a raven sound. Corn. Ah, corn. <laughs> you already on edge, so the swooping birdo didn't have to do much to scare you. I just like calling him a birdo. Yeah. As you glance at his head, you notice the moonlight reflected weird off his eyes. Hmm. It's fine. Shortly after his appearance, you hear a wolf howl. These are a lot of bad omens. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, something's amiss. <laughs> yeah, something's a little off, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, that wolf, he's howling. And then before you know it, it darts around you, like close to you. Huh. Like like a wolf runs by you. Yeah. And then, I mean, it makes you, that that's not great. You just brushed basically a wolf. At least it didn't bite me. Yeah, it didn't bite you. So hey, again, looking for positives. That's good. Mm-hmm. So you flee back into the woods away from this. Again, you're going this way. You thought you are going this way. Well, maybe if I go this way, yeah, then I'm going that way. Sure. Okay. Now you are moving faster, unnerved by all this, this, this close call animal activity when you hear the most terrifying roar you've ever heard in your life. Before you know what to do, you are standing mere meters away from an upright standing. Now at least... Seven, but you know it's taller, foot tall, snarling, polar bear. Oh, I hate that. So probably eight, nine, could even be 10 or 11 feet. It's hard to say. Perspective is weird, but it is a very large beast. Yep. You don't have time to process much, but as fear stiffens your legs, before you commit to any action, you notice the moon reflecting weird off the bear's eyes. I tickle it. Just like the raven. And then I tickle it. You go in for the tickle. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> get his armpits. You can get in there. Yeah. Gucci, He's up Gucci, roaring, Gucci. and I'm like, well, this isn't looking good. So when in doubt, it's time I'm to tickle. tickle. It's time to tickle. Yeah. Yeah. So then you tickle. At the, that's what I have written. Then you tickle the bear. No. <laughs> <laughs> you tickle his armpits. The bear gets terrified. He starts scratching at himself, and you win. Yeah, it's scary. I yeah. Told, I yeah. knew this would work. Yeah. Because who doesn't hate getting tickled? I mean, this polar bear, he's okay with it. Damn it. Yeah, it sucks. You tried your best. Hmm. <sighs> but again, now, you know, you've done your tickling. You tried your best. The bear is now staring at you. You have more time to, you know, recognize, you know, its facial features. And you have, you, you stare more intently at its eyes. There's no mirth in its face. <laughs> There's no mirth in its face. And, you know, now it occurs to you, you know, that the moon isn't doing anything to these creatures' eyes. They are glowing. Oh. Bright red. Oh. You start to wonder and think, is this a polar bear at all? I don't think so. I know they're ticklish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I heard in my survival guide. Yeah. That's what he told me. Is if a polar bear comes at you, you go in for the tickle. <laughs> and it will retreat. Now, there's a story you had listened to or read online somewhere that until now you had completely forgotten about. It, ex it involved two experienced Inuit hunters who had been out scouting across the bay from Freeman's Cove in a small peninsula. Um, this story might have been from leapintothevoidwithme.wordpress.com, maybe. One maybe. example of uh, you know, this, this one telling this story. A story involves... Um, Buat and his wife, Anugu, I believe that's how it's pronounced, that's how it's spelled. Buat, quote, despite being a renowned navigator, became completely turned around. While he and his wife had been there here before, they could clearly see the camp where their children were on the horizon. Buat had to closely follow the trail of disturbed shale and rock to get back. But due to the influence of this entity says what it's called there, but I'm not going to tell you it yet. Um, and when the couple finally returned to their children, they discovered an enormous 11 foot polar bear was circling the camp, sizing their children up for a meal. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's like the end of the story. The bear like runs away or whatever, but disoriented, but okay. It's weird. It's almost like the exact thing you're going through. Yeah. Bizarre. Very, I said bizarre. Fine. I know. Very bizarre. I was just letting it go. Yeah, so was I until I didn't. And now you were face to face with your own 11 foot tall behemoth. But instead of attacking you. Uh oh. It tickled you. No, it didn't do that. Oh, okay. But instead of attacking you, it slowly starts to morph into a man. Approximately your own size. Hmm. You swing your walking stick. But this being effortless, effortlessly knocks it away. It's just like, get out of here. Huh. You do not belong here, this man says. So like, you're like, what are you? Yeah. You ask, realizing your day-to-day -day is definitely full of stories you can't wait to tell if you make it out of your life. All right. This is, I'm telling you some information, but perhaps creature is telling you something here. Certain shamans think my ancestors wandered too far north 
and my people became what I am today. Not going to confirm or deny these legend, legends, but even if I did, you wouldn't remember long enough to tell anyone. I could slay you like I have slain countless others unfortunate to venture into my home. Ah, but you may go. Oh, cool. He'll just let right. you go. Um, cool. I'll see you later then. Thanks. Yeah. And then, you know, again, you're like, you know, okay. In parting, you're like, since it's letting you go, you're like, what are you? Which, because you're just being ballsy right now. Because, mm-hmm. like, would you really ask that question? Like, I'm not, I know. I'm just going to leave. Me personally? No, I'd yeah. be like, all right, thank you, yeah, sir. Kate, I will see you later. Yes, uh, yes. Good day. Sorry yeah. to intrude. <clears throat> you're right. I don't belong here. I will see you later. I'm going to do my best to pronounce this. Ajirak. I-J-I-R-A-Q. Ajirak. Ajirak. Sure. Maybe some different enunciations in there, but... Probably. Most likely. (laughs) Most likely. It then transforms into a giant man-like caribou creature resembling the carcass of the beast you had just killed. Because it can do that. I don't like that. It can do whatever it wants. Mm Mm-hmm. It is a shapeshifter, and it can do whatever the hell it wants. Okay. And then it tells you to run. You do that. You do as you're told. Yes, okay. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The fr- <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. All right. Yep, I'm out of here. Now, the further you get from the creature, the clearer your mind gets. The veil of disorientation slowly lifting. Could use it out there. From your mind. You suddenly know where you are and where you need to be. You know, you see the similar landmarks that you had been paying attention to before and you, that you had planned out before you became unexplainably, you know, out of your mind. And you remember where your base camp is. As soon as you arrive, you begin telling your campmates what had just happened to you because it was pretty freaking wild. It was crazy. Not a fan. You didn't like it. Not on board. Mm-mm. You can't wait to share them. But as you begin telling your tales to your friends, again, it becomes apparent the parts of your adventures seem to be missing. Were you attacked by a raven or a wolf? You attacked by a raven and a wolf? Did they even attack you? Or did you Mm. simply just, like, see them? They were there. Yeah, and, like, had you seen a massive antlered caribou man or just, like, a polar bear? If you hadn't seen a massive antlered caribou man, why was this thought in your head? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's weird. It's a strange thing to have pop in there. Things had seemed crystal clear. Now they seem vague and hazy. On the way home, your friends tell you the story you told them was insane. They're like, that story you told us back at base camp was batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. But by now, you're just kind of like, what are you talking about? What story? Yeah, you don't even remember telling them that story at all. And think they are being outrageous. They are the crazy ones. A giant caribou monster. Why would you why would you think about why would that why would they make that up? No idea. What kind of game are they playing here? Probably they're, they're jerks. Yeah, they're a bunch of bunch of boners. What are they even talking about? Now, sure, you know you got lost for a little bit, but you weren't seeing any monsters. That would be preposterous. Crazy. No. The Tariaksuk and the 
Jurek are, of course, both Inuit legends. That, according to the never-wrong, reliable internet, are often associated with each other. Okay. Because shadow people and shapeshifters that have agendas all their own, you know, both are hard to kind of see. The shapeshifter can be whatever it wants. Mm-hmm. For fun, I just had him transform into the caribou creature because a lot of things I had read, again, on the totally reliable, completely trustworthy internet, so they can just be whatever they want. They like to be ravens and wolves and bears and, like, different animals, but they can do whatever they want. Okay. Where the shadow people, again, are basically just shadow people who, you know, if killed, become giant caribou monsters that you can kind of see out of the peripheral of your eye when they're still alive, sort of. Which is still terrifying. This is very scary. It's very, uh, very scary. And with the um, with those shapeshifters, you know, being the more nefarious of the two, they're generally more, you know, evil in their intentions. Often luring travelers astray, stealing kids, and delivering messages. That's kind of why I had him just kind of tell you some stuff a little bit, because, like, they, they were said they deliver messages, so whatever. But I could not, of course, find what messages they deliver. You know, again, the Internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever those messages probably are, most likely depend on the creature's own individual motivations because they're all sentient beings. They can do what they want. Now, you mentioned a beast amongst that story. I did. You certainly did. I mean, what if I told you this episode is about those two legends, of course, mm-hmm. but also about something else? What if it kind of was, I mean, me solving a mystery I had been wondering. Sounds like you might have solved a mystery I'd been wondering too then. Right? Um, Again, I started this episode by asking you, why do creatures look like they do? Right. Why do certain creatures take on certain attributes? Mm -hmm. What makes certain appearances go mainstream? Because in my own readings, and of course when you had told me about the Wendigo, Mm -hmm. it's described as a human. A famine human beast monster. Yeah. That massive, though. Correct. Tall and skinny. Yeah, slender. Yeah. But no real animal characteristics. No, but then when you look at depictions of it, it's typically depicted as a wasting away humanoid deer thing. Correct. Which is strange. Yeah. Because all the other stories, yeah. Well, let's get into kind of how that happened. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I was looking for a winter beast, so like, here we go. In 1910, um, author Algernon Blackwood, Blackwood, Algernon Blackwood wrote The Wendigo. Okay. It's a little collection, a little story. His story has also been critiqued for being, well, you know, it's written by a, a European man about Inuit cultures and Native American type things, you can imagine how it's been regarded because he did his own thing with it, basically. Right. Because he mashed a bunch of these attributes together to -hmm. make his Wendigo. But what really solidified a bunch of stuff was in 1944, so, you know, some decades later, two world wars later, Famous Fantastic Mysteries, a popular pulp magazine, reprinted his story... And along with it was a new, was new artwork by illustrated by illustrator Matt Fox. Here is the image again, kind of the first illustrated version of a Wendigo. Okay. 
Oh, it's not going to. I'll just have to zoom. That's fine. You can see that guy. Look at that guy. Okay. Looks like a Sasquatch with antlers. Yeah, basically. It's a wild. I mean, it's a wild drawing. It's got, it's got that weird like. It's cool pulp vibe to yeah. people because it's you know the perspective you know isn't like meant to be realistic. It's all surreal. There's a lot of wavy sky stuff going on, magical powers and things. And yep. Kind of like a precursor to like you know 1970s like anti-establishment type comics, like a weird, different, like grungy type of vibe. Like especially this guy's face, and it's hard to tell from away, but like it's kind of. A little gnarly, but there's also all these surreal elements involved. And, of course, if you see these trees and mountains, this thing looks giant. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, yeah that right? forces perspective even more. Uh-huh. So it's like, where are we at this? So cool illustration just based on the illustration itself. But it is a giant Sasquatch beast with antlers. Yep. Now, this appears to be the first kind of documentation of a Wendigo with antlers. Which, you know, which then this was tossed into the, you know, the zeitgeist of the world. And then um, a lot of things credit, and there's a, um, yeah, there's a cool Reddit post. I mean, I did the backtracking, and this stuff kind of checks out that I had found from Girl Gargoyle Reddit. You know, okay. um, to kind of help lead me down this path. But um, Larry Fezenden directed a low-budget 2001 movie entitled Wendigo. Now this is still the early days of the internet. Yes. So this is like early, you know, talk about like ancient history and stuff. Well, as far as the internet goes, this is way back. Yeah. So he pulled, you know, from a allegedly for his Wendigo creation. The movie is the low budget movie is, you know, we'll, we'll talk about what it did, but it's an, on Amazon to watch. So there's that as far as the history of a Wendigo goes, like culturally shown. Okay. It's there to deal with. Mm-hmm. But uh, so he pulled from a dear monster spirit, one of his teachers had told him, and the illustration by Matt Fox. Okay. Now, what kind of deer type monster spirits might his teacher told him about? Probably the two you mentioned earlier. Probably the giant, yeah, caribou monster and this thing that would kidnap mm-hmm. people and attack them in the Arctic. Yep. Now, just a little bit on that movie. The film opened in limited release, was not a major box office attraction. And opening weekend, it only made $1,107. Nice. Now, it says low limited release, but like I feel like that's doing it a disservice because it's if a movie like only makes $1,000, yeah, it's like one place, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like so one place, like barely any seats. Yeah. Didn't dive too much into that, but it was apparently making it one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. But again, I need to compare more data on that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I mean, because that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But still... Its incarnation of the Wendigo proved to be captivating enough, again, especially in the early days of the Wendigo, that, uh, that the, um, the creators of the, uh, would you call, I guess, I don't want to miscall it this, like, you know, like a fan, like D&D spinoff, you know, Pathfinder, right? Is that how you, how would you phrase what Pathfinder is in comparison to D&D? Uh, yes, a spinoff, right? I spin-off. guess. Does that seem all right? Yeah. Well, you're talking about that rotted beasted thing. Well, they incorporated that version into its bestiary, which further popularized the deer monster interpretation, and they were the ones that pushed it over the edge to make it more of an undead, like zombie-like monster hmm. for how they used it. Mm-hmm. And then that was that. Images on the internet for all to see, 
for all to use. And then so people Google Wendigo, what do they see? Mm-hmm. We, we got there. Now, now, we know the Wendigo is created by a type of Wendigo psychosis. Yep. You know, someone goes rogue, eating enough human flesh to leave their humanity behind, tormented through their dreams. Um, but again, those old legends, like, you know, weren't really described as having animal skulls with antlers. In those old legends. So... The story of the Wendigo got merged with, you know, other two Arctic beasts legends. That's kind of, they're all swirled together in Blackwood's, you know, story that he wrote in mm-hmm. 1910. So like 1910 is when that started to become what a Wendigo is. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, most white people who were, didn't know what a Wendigo was until that story even got published. Yeah. In 1910, you know what I mean? And then they just went. Well, I don't remember what year the... Uh the first like Wendigo thing went to court that I touched on. Oh, right. A long time ago. Yes, that's true. I wasn't that far from there, really. No, I wonder. Late I, 1800s, if I had to guess. I do wonder when that. Yeah, right. But yeah, because it's a, you know, very you know, legitimate, I mean, legend and belief. Yeah. So then those, those, all those things got swirled together to become the pop culture version and, you know, inaccurate Wendigo we see today. Mm-hmm. And some popular, you know, there's a Wendigo like beast in Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Um, I evidently the Hannibal show, which is a man of about who eats human flesh. They have a stag man. I've never seen the show, but I was reading about it. He likes has images. Huh. He sees images of a stag man, which again, what does a stag man look like? The modern interpretation of a Wendigo. Right. And it's also kind of weird here is I, I recently learned a movie that just came out this year. Produced by Guillermo del Toro and directed by Scott Cooper. It's called Antlers. I've heard of this. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, me too. I guess it's it's not because it just came out. There's no yeah. way to stream it yet. Nope. I've been trying. So again, I look <laughs> forward to watching. Yeah, I look forward to watching that um, because I had read in an interview how much, you know, um, you know, refer, um, you know, basically, you know, cons- consultants and, you know, indigenous consultants to keep the Wendigo accurate. So yeah. I'm very curious how they kept it inaccurate. I mean, kept it accurate with the antlers, if that's what it's called. Right. If we just do everything, maybe to keep it so people so people look at it and know it's a Wendigo, even though... Because I guess I had been reading a bunch of things, again, the internet, like how it, the Wendigo is regarded as more just like a beast monster, and a lot of people lose the fact that it's a man twisted... It's all about greed, and it's all about, you know, being selfish during the winter because, you you know, it's not very communal to just kill people that, you know, kill people around you to eat, yeah, no. to, to keep yourself alive. I would say that's not communal at No, all. it's the opposite, basically. Yeah. And it's more about that. Than You're just not being... helping your community by killing them and eating them. No, no, no. No, no, no. And so, you know... A lot of other, you know, Wendigo stuff, I guess, doesn't even acknowledge the the psychological element. It's just mm-hmm. a antler beast, like a Sasquatch or just a monster. Yeah, and that's that's one thing I've been coming across. And like, people say like, "Oh, Wendigo sighting and stuff like that," and then they sh- it's like, uh, "Yeah, I had antlers and stuff like that." And I'm like, I've never come across like any real Wendigo stuff where they have antlers or anything, like right? All the stories. So like, I mean, where does this come from? Right. Oh, 
Here we go. Mm-hmm. Most of the stories are stories, but every th- illustration you see. And I mean, I had drawn a picture of a Wendigo. I made his face more of like a man, but I did put antlers on him. So if anybody looking at it would just yeah. recognize that he's a Wendigo. But when I did that, I know he shouldn't have those antlers. Right. He's like a tall, slender, scary looking man who, again, is scary in his own right because he like chews off his own lips. And, yeah, like, he's finger- so hungry he eats his own like that's, sc- lips that's off scary his face? by itself. Yeah, <laughs> that's a scary guy. Horrifying. Yeah, it's not good. So yeah, so insatiable for human flesh. Right. He eats his own lips. Right. I mean, the only Wendigo I can think of that is more human is the one in like the second episode of Supernatural. But I guess there's a lot of stuff with his actual lore in there. They use different native cultures that are just like totally inaccurate, I, I guess. So like, uh, well, they they were never good about that stuff. Yeah. But the way he looked is more, because you only see him in glimpses, but he's just like a giant skinny man thing. Yeah. And that's before you realize all supernatural beasts are just like, look like people. So it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. But again, no antlers. Right. But yeah, chews off his lips, slender, terrifying beast, goes into the woods and does his own thing. Um, so yeah, how the Wendigo got his antlers. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, right? It was just kind of a nice dive. I had always wondered that. Me too. Because it constantly pops up on like the cryptozoology subreddit. It's like, oh, Wendigo sighting. Yeah. And then it's always the same thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Where does this come from? Where do people think this comes from? It's a nice little chain of events. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's not going to be, it's not like a Sasquatch. It's like, it's not even an it. I mean, a Sasquatch is going to be he's and I mean, it's not even corporeal, really. Yeah, it's like a... Like it is and it isn't? Right. I mean, and again, that kind of goes like the shapeshifter and like the um, shadow people type stuff. Because it's a... Yeah, like like that fits in. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know what I mean? More, More like that as opposed to just a ravaging... Monster, but the other attributes again, the physicality and like, I don't know, whatever else was mixed in together there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh, two two scary creatures, one a little more scary than the other. Actually, it's, a, it's kind of a back and forth because one's a giant caribou monster, but he doesn't have to be evil. It just is right. Whatever he wants to be. Um, another shape-shifting creature, which is just, okay. Yeah. Those things are always scary. Mm-hmm. But yeah. How the Wendigo got his antlers, two story, two little stories about two yeah. cool, scary beasts. That's good to know. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, those monsters are scary enough on their own. Mm-hmm. We don't need to combine them with a Wendigo. Jeez. I guess, yeah, we're just making hybrid dwarf. We're just making nightmares yeah. now. Even more night, they're nightmares already. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. There's a nice road to go down. Yeah. No, that was good. All right. Well, if you guys have any other stories or any other comments or anything, you know, to comment or add to our discussion of, you know, how the Wendigo, modern day pop culture Wendigo, got his antlers and other related, um, you know, or stories of the past. Yeah. Or if you're a historian that lives with indigenous people and works with them, you know, maybe help us and instead of criticizing us on the internet so Nick doesn't feel bad. Nick just Nick just wants to 
Nick just I mean, wants we're to be, just trying our best here. Nick just wants to be well versed in all in all the in all the things and yep. draw attention to things that people, you know, different kinds of people may not think about in their day to day lives. Yes. But uh, yeah, you can support us on the Patreon. You can follow us on the Instagram. Um, we got more bonus episodes behind the veil on the uh, you know the Patreon. But yeah, guys, just uh, you know, stay warm this winter. A lot of winter, a lot of winter. We went really hard in the winter. It affects us. Spooky time. Correct. It really is. Some of the darkest times. Stay safe out there. Yeah, stay safe, guys. Don't eat anyone and stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.